2: Hey, everyone. It's Jen. Welcome to Fat Mascara. So we have a great guest co-host lined up for you before she gets in the studio. We could play this game. Does her voice sound familiar? That's because Julie Wilson has been on our show before as a guest co-host and we're having her back this week as well. So before I let her into the virtual studio, just want to let you know who she is. She's the beauty editor at large at Cosmopolitan Magazine. She was also their beauty director there, she's also worked for Essence, Huffington Post, Real Simple, and this is very cool. She's a member of the board of trustees for the Museum of the City of New York. Let's all welcome Julie into the studio. Miss Julie Wilson, welcome to the virtual studio. Hi, welcome to Fat Mascara. Hey, girl,
1: it's a reunion. Look. It has been a while since I have been on here, and I am so excited. <laughs> I just love you in general, and I love Jess in general, but to be on this platform with you just brings me so much joy.
2: So I was looking back. You were a guest co-host in 2018. Do you, For some reason, we named that episode, Don't Stick Razors Up Your Nose. What did you and I talk about? I have no idea. I, I refuse That's to listen. I, I wanted to keep it fresh, but longtime listeners may have heard that episode from 2018. It's probably something I did. You know me. I'm always trying new I feel like it's probably thing. something
1: you did. I feel like I would have remembered if I had stuck a razor up my nose and it, I, I do not me. remember such things.
2: I mean, I definitely have done that. So yeah. And there's no way classy Julie Wilson would have done that. But you would have been here I for the story mean, I told classy, you about it. I'm sure. But there
1: is there's a level of unhingedness that I possess that I think you would be surprised by. I think that's probably why we're friends too. Because we can both go there. For sure.
2: Okay. So we were not we will not title episode five twenty-one that, don't worry. But you have had so much life updates since then. Back then, I believe you were still at Essence, right?
1: I was at Essence. I had only one child. Now I am at Cosmo. Yes. I have two children. What else? I like I don't know, like we went through uh, a worldwide pandemic. We went through a <laughs> pandemic. I'm cooler. I mean, I'm doper. Who, of course. I mean, life just like it just got better. We just went up. I know your beauty
2: philosophy, like I know how the questions you ask when we're at events together and I know the products you like, but what have you settled in on is like how you take care of your appearance? How are you going into aging, your beauty philosophy in general? What's the Julie way?
1: My beauty philosophy in general is just be, right? Like, I am the type of chick who wants to be able to, like, go out with no makeup and just still feel like myself, still feel beautiful. I know that that is a goal for a lot of people. Like, oh, I want my skin so good that I don't need foundation or something. Mm -hmm. I still probably need foundation and some concealer and stuff. But I think it's also about just feeling very comfortable in my skin and just feeling, good about how I just show up without all the things. But a bitch likes all the things. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I do like product. I am a beauty editor. So I do like experimenting and playing with the things. But I think my philosophy always comes from like, I'm good. Can you make me better? Like, can you enhance me? Like, I think that that's also very much so funny. We're talking about this because my new column in Cosmo called Yours, Mine, Ours is an intersection between Black culture and beauty. And this next month that I'm writing is all about kind of the fact that in the way Black folk approach beauty, we kind of feel like we're good. We're fly. If you can make us flyer, great. Because historically, we haven't been really considered in the beauty industry up until recently. So it was always this sense of self-reference, like we're already good if you have product that's going to make us look and feel better. Great. It's about enhancing, not transforming.
2: It's a great philosophy to take into the world. You mentioned that this is a new column for you at Cosmo. I know you've, you've, for them for years, you've been there a while now. What, I'm curious, what is your best story that you've written for them or something that like you were like, wow, that really hit a nerve and people loved that.
1: I would definitely say my series, my column, Yours, Mine, Ours, is pretty provocative because it is very distinctly this, like, intersection between Black culture and beauty. And the things I'm talking about, I feel like, are delightful discovery. One month, I did the fact that lotion is a verb in the Black community. Like, did you lotion? Don't forget to lotion your beautiful Black skin. Like it was always a verb for us growing up, not just this noun of a thing, right? And it's it was about not only good hygiene and making sure you are taking care of your biggest organ, your skin, and making sure it's not dry and cracked and all those things, but it was also this sense of pride that I'm also representing not only myself and my family, but the Black community. I think one of the other stories, I'll just point this out was this six-page feature I did about going back to the way Black women intersect with beauty and how we have this reverence for age, too, that, like, Black women... I remember when Allure said that they weren't going to use anti-aging anymore. That was a phrase they weren't going to use, right? And I remember one of the editors calling me. I was at Essence at the time. And they were like, join the bandwagon, not using anti-aging. I don't know when the last time I fixed my fingers to write that. That's not something that the Black community is overly like concerned about. Because when you ask Black women about their beauty muses and people that inspire them, it's usually people that are way older. They'll say Diana Ross, Grace Jones, even Tracy Ellis Ross, her whole ass ch- you know, Diana's child, Gabrielle Union, these older, more mature women, because we just have this reverence for beauty. Whereas our white counterparts aren't like Helen Mirren and like Meryl Streep. It's always about youth. And so that was a really fun piece to write because, again, it kind of pulled back the curtain of how the Black community has this really beautiful way of approaching beauty. And aging. I
2: love that. Can we get back to lotion for a second, though? Mm-hmm. Let's lotion together. So you're a beauty editor like me, which means we get sent lots of free products. But I know every beauty editor has a secret little hoard. Like if something comes through, they're always what, if it's lotions, Julie gets them. If it's such and such, X person gets them. What is the Julie hoard Like what's the product? Like I can't let this go across my desk without me trying the new gardenia perfume
1: Okay, so definitely perfumes. Like, I'm definitely a perfume girl. I love a scent.
2: Is there a particular type that you're like, you're the gourmand or you're...
1: I feel like it's everything. I really do love <laughs> Chanel perfumes. I love Dior.
2: Like, you go by a fragrance house, not just by these Oh, style, yeah. Type. I mean, I,
1: I have specific ones, too. I'm, like, looking at my, like, collection above. But, yeah. Floor. I love Floor. Tangerine Boy came out of nowhere. I don't love the name. But... I do love the, 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 the I juice. I know
2: Fleur's Apricot Preve, I think it is, but what's Tangerine Boy about?
1: Oh, look, at, I have it right here. Tangerine Boy. So good. I mean, it smells like a tangerine, but not a Tangerine Boy. <laughs> it just Great smells. description, Julie. <laughs> I know it's hard to... It's like powdery. It's like fresh. It definitely has a floral aspect to it. It's not too strong. I've been loving, like, YSL Libre since this moment it hit.
2: So this is, like, you have wide-ranging tastes in fragrance for you, too,
1: that you just described. I love that. For sure. I just love fragrance in general. I mean, do you love, like, Memo Paris? I mean, by Rado. I mean, Afrique? you're right.
2: You're right. There's certain fragrance houses that, even if it's not my thing, I know they do a generally
1: great job, like, Byredo can almost do no wrong. But
2: I'm never going to wear a white floral. Like, what's the big Byredo one that's a floral? The baldafreak Freak? I don't know.
1: Oh, Balda Freak. Freak is, like, my jam. Oh, you like it. Okay. And Blanche. I mean, Byredo can honestly kind of, like, do no wrong for me. It's so good. And Ben, the founder, is just, like, the coolest dude I might have ever met in my life.
2: You know, there's, like, an
1: ongoing... If you go back to old episodes of Fat Mascara,
2: I had such a crush on him, and it was, like, an ongoing joke that he was so dreamy. And then when he finally came on the show, I think it's, like, the one interview I did where you can clearly hear that I'm nervous.
1: Like, giggling like a schoolgirl. I, like, actually met him and gave him a hug. That is a tree I would climb if I wasn't already up a tree. (laughs)
2: Well, you will, yes, a married (laughs) woman, you are a mother of two. I think he's married too with
1: children. Let's just like all be respectful, but I can still very much appreciate the beauty of him physically. But he's also just like a really good soul, as you know, after talking to him and like has put something out in the world that brings people a lot of joy. Like his fragrances bring me joy. I put them on and I'm like, I smell good. I feel good. Let's go out here and slay. That's the power that we were
2: talking about of the enhancement. Like, we're good, but then a little spritz of Byredo and you feel even okay, better. Okay. So,
1: fragrance for sure, body oils, they're coming home. Okay. Do you lotion as a verb with an oil? Yep. Like, I will lotion and then layer on top of an oil. You'll, to like, oh, you'll lock do it both. in, kind of like what you do for your skincare. For yeah, your face. you get
2: an occlusive on there. You get, you're get slugging your whole body in a way,
1: to borrow from other terms. There's something about an oil that just makes me, it feels luxe. It feels like I'm taking care of myself. It feels organic and real. It's more of a ritual.
2: And I feel like it has those cultural ties, right? I feel like when you go and experience a certain culture's body treatment, oils are the things involved. You know, you've got the argan, the coconut. Do you have a favorite body oil right now?
1: I mean, Tata Harper, always. I mean, her oil is amazing. Osea. Is that Osea?
2: Oh, the ocean ba- the marine-based, yeah.
1: Yes. So good.
2: Oh, the algae undari one. That's yes. good.
1: Yes. We the People. Have you tried the one from We the People? No.
2: Do they have a nice body oil?
1: So good. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I just hoard oils. I'm, like, looking around, like... On my desk, there's like oils. So I
2: think we get we're getting a picture of who Julie is
1: in the beauty world. Bombs. If there's a cleansing bomb, yeah, it's coming home with me. I mean, Elemis Pro Collagen, holy grail.
2: I. That's so funny. I just got sent that and I have it waiting because I'm still finishing up something else. But now you're making me want to just crack that open right now and try it. It's good stuff. She's making a face. Remember, we're audio sorry. Only oh, sorry, Julie. sorry. We're audio.
1: I'm like <laughs> leaning in, like Jen run don't walk like I need you to go home tonight I need you to text me after you try it and tell me that it's just not the most beautiful thing in the world the smell do you have the original one there's different ones
2: it's the original yes and I got a little
1: muslin cloth with it, like a little soft wash yep. cloth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So put it on. I like to put it on and then walk around for like 10, 15 minutes, do something, and then take the muslin cloth, put it under warm water, and then take it off. And then you can like wash your face. I double cleanse with it. But it is so good. The aromatherapy of it, it feels just so good in your skin. And you can feel as you're taking it off, like just the day wiping off. It's really nice. Oh, okay. I'm doing that tonight.
2: And I will text you how it goes. Yay! I think we should get into the news of the week because I know you're going to have some thoughts. How do you feel about that? You ready for it? Let's go. Okay, let's start off with Beyonce's hairline is finally here. Not finally. she She only told us about it a little while ago. Sacred has landed. And I know you had firsthand experience with this line. So rather than me telling people all about it, I was like, you got it from the source, didn't you?
1: I did Miss Tina, Beyonce's mama, the woman with one of the most spectacular wombs on the face of the planet, because she like birthed (laughs) two icons. She touched my hair. This was at the launch for the line for. This media. was at the launch for the line okay. for media. There was a few very secretive meetings of groups of editors. I think there was like two or three groupings. I was in a group with like three other editors, and we had we went to the Neil Farina salon in Brooklyn, which Neil is her longtime hairstylist. We go in. Sign the NDAs, (laughs) lock up the phones, all of the things, and we get introduced to Sacred, her new hair care line. Miss Tina's there. Wait, did you know Tina Knowles was going to be there? No, they didn't Because we
2: know she's sort of an inspiration because she, didn't she used to own a hair salon? She
1: owned a hair salon called Headline in Houston. And as the story goes, like, Beyonce grew up there, like, sweeping hair off the floor and also probably regaling the clients with her beautiful voice. And so she's always kind of been in this arena, this hair arena and like understanding hair. We also know Mistina designed a lot of Destiny's Child's clothing and a lot of her costumes, even to this day. Some of the Renaissance tour looks were designed by her mom. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, like a lot of the background dancers looks and stuff. So like, she's still out here. Mama Tina is just still out here just slaying and being creative. And this has been a big labor of love project for her to like bring this to life because they've been working on it for years secretly.
2: And of course she was involved. So what did you think of the line? What's the premise? What makes this different? Other than
1: Beyonce, obviously. What I was most surprised about was that it's all hair care products. I thought there was going to be styling products. So in this like email that they sent, they were like, okay, you're going to come to this location at this time. And what kind of hairstyle do you want? They were like, do you want a a silk press? Do you want a twist out? Do you want... And my hair was straight at the time, which it is now too. And so I was like, let's do a twist out. Mm -hmm. Do my natural hair, thinking there would be styling products, but there weren't. We got there and it was all about hair care and strength. Which is shampoo, conditioners, leave-ins. Yes, So it was two shampoos, there's two kind of masks, a ritual, which we have to get into, which is really interesting, a leave-in and a hair oil. What's this ritual? So the ritual, I think, is probably the most exciting piece of the line because Leave It to Beyonce to come up with a way to harness the rice water craze and create a powder powder. So she created a rice water powder that is activated by water in this vessel. So she's selling this beautiful water bottle called the vessel, and you pour the powder in there, activate it with water, and it gives you a rice water treatment. And then there's another packet, There's a two, it's two steps, and there's another packet with this kind of like rose-infused rinse, which you rinse the rice water treatment out after you leave it in for five minutes. So you're supposed to leave kind of like both in for five minutes, leave the rice water powder mixture in for five minutes, rinse it out with the rose water thing, let that kind of marinate.
2: Did you marinate? Did you try it?
1: We did. We did everything. Literally, they took us through every single thing. There's a scalp scrub. There's the shampoo. There's a restorative mask. Then there's the ritual. I mean, it was a whole thing that we did, which was really cool.
2: You're particular about your hair products. So is it, are any of them going to make it into the Julie regimen?
1: I think so. I'm really excited about the restorative mask. I'm a big mask girl, treatment girl, because I do think that my hair can get pretty dry. So I'm excited about that. I do think like the rice water ritual is going to be something that you're only supposed to use it like once every five to six weeks. This is not like a all the time situation. I think that it'll be interesting to see how that works over time.
2: Well, this goes back to the whole care thing. These aren't just like one-off styling. This is a new way of caring for hair that is
1: sacred sacred and the hair oil it's really lightweight it's beautiful I have to say I was astonished by after we went through the whole line and I was getting my silk press they had not put any oil in my hair and it was the shiniest it's ever been like they pressed my hair and I was like did you put the oil in? And they were like, no. And I was like, wait, what? Like, why is it this shiny? Can you usually get a press like that without an oil on top? No. Usually I have to put a little bit like of an oil in it to get that level of shine. And it was giving a lot of shine. So, so she's also harnessing the whole keratin and bond craze, I would say, which we've seen with Olaplex and K- K18, of restoring the keratin and and the, the kind of strength treatments that we're seeing, she's harnessing that technology in the product. She has this like new kind of nano keratin technology that like really penetrates the shaft of the hair more. This is all patent pending. With the space you just gave me. Yeah.
2: No, that sounds good. Just keeping it real. I ordered some things. So I will be trying... Some of it as well. But I was like, well, Julie already had the firsthand experience, so I had to know. Now, give us the dirt on Tina, though. Anything fun? Was she fun? Funny? What was she like?
1: It's interesting to be around people like that because she's like she's not Beyonce, right? But she still has Does this she have like star power. S- she has star power. She's still walking around like it's, there's almost like this glow around her, and you're just like, wow, you really reared one of the biggest stars to ever touch the face of the planet, and no, dis to Solange. Like Solange is also a superstar, right? Yeah. And she was just so down to earth is what I think. I was like so – I'd met her before. I'd met her when I was at Essence. I interviewed her at Essence Festival. Did she remember you? (laughs) Look, she's a benevolent queen, so, like, she wasn't going (laughs) to act like she didn't. But, like, I'm pretty sure she did not know who I was, (laughs) which is fine. Like, she meets so many dope people, right? It's hard to keep up with even this dope person. But she was very lovely. What I love – and you'll love this, Jen – is that she was just so casual – around us, right? It wasn't like she's in the corner and she's only coming out for the photo ops. She's walking around. Our heads are in the sink. She's like, reach your hands back and feel your hairs. Feel how soft it is. And I'm like, oh my God, Miss Tina's talking to me. And then she's all up in my scalp, looking at my scalp to see the health of my scalp with Dr. Carrie Williams, who consulted on the project. And she's dropping all of these amazing musings from Beyonce. She's like, oh, Beyonce really loves this because of X, Y, and Z. I'm like, really? Really? Can we call her? <laughs> Can we fact check with her right now? Yeah. Or she's like, oh, when I was talking to Beyonce, like she was talking as if, I mean, we obviously all know who Beyonce is, but like that this, it was so casual. You know, our friend Bay. It's cool. She was like, oh my God, Beyonce always says that about this product. Or it's like, she really loves the oil because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, it's so crazy that she's talking so casually about her alien superstar daughter. <laughs> She
2: does have a star power that's un—I mean, Beyoncé, that's un unimpeachable. I think
1: yes. this line, we'll see if that can translate, right, to some sales well, for her. that's my thing. I said this in my review on Cosmopolitan.com. Like, look, I think the beehive is going to run it up. They're going to buy it, right? I do hope that Beyoncé— takes a page out of Rihanna's book and Tracy Ellis Ross's book. Rihanna will get on camera and show her bare face and be like, I'm about to beat my face with these like Fenty products. And then you'll know how great they work. I think it would be really amazing if we saw Beyonce get on screen, show her natural hair and show us using the products in her own hair.
2: Do you think, though, because she is one of these celebrities that has kept herself apart, like, she didn't have to play the authenticity game that a lot of celebrities did to gain fame. So she feels quite royal to me as compared to some others. Do you think she needs to do—do do you want her to do that? Just as, like, a person, do you like your stars to have star power, or do you want stars? They're just like us. You know what I mean? I think you can have both. I think, I You don't think that like, would diminish her?
1: That's why I use Rihanna and Tracy as examples, Right. They're still superstars and like they are still well respected in their jauntling music and acting and all of those things. But I do feel like this is the one part they don't have to tell us about everything in their lives. Like Rihanna doesn't have to show us the babies all the time. Beyonce doesn't have to show us the babies, like all of that. But for this product that is like customer masses facing and like you're asking people to believe in these products that you're putting out into the world, I think it's always nice to like show I'm actually using it. I'm gonna get in front of the camera and show you how I'm using it. And then I'm then I'm gone off into my back cave again, who cares? But I think it would be nice to have that type of transparency and just like glimpse into her fabulous life and scalp. I mean, I'm here for it. All right, we'll see
2: if people be on the Bay
1: Hive, how your hair holds
2: up. Okay, moving along since you are a fragrance girl, I knew you would love this story. In Wall Street Journal, they talked about fragrancing the office. As you know, work from home is like some people love it. They've had trouble getting people back in the office. We've heard about all the other perks that are being offered to employees. Well, I don't know if you'd call this a perk, but now companies are hiring the same companies that make hotel fragrances to pump scents into their workers' offices. We've heard about this in other countries, but it's kind of new here in the US. So there's this company, Bel Air, that is doing this. And in the article, they talked to partners at Marler Law Law Partners. It's a law firm in Missouri. And they tested scents, And they ended up, in fact, some of the workers that went there were guinea pigs. They were pumping them into the conference room, but not telling them and trying to see which would be more productive. Because one of the researchers they talked to showed that already in retail stores, we see that when you smell certain things, you buy more products. There's been studies done with that. So they came up with and landed on a bergamot scent, which makes sense to me, right? Hmm. Citrus kind of feels uplifting, except that one of the people that worked there wrote the scent diffusers in the lobby of his workplace were making him, quote, a snotty mess. And this, I think, is the interesting point. I remember when I was in an office as a beauty editor, if I sprayed a perfume, there was always, look, you're naughty. Like, there's always that person, right? Multiple people. And it's, they look at you like you are the cause of all of their yes. problems. If you, if, even if I didn't spray a perfume, but, like, people sent us stuff in a package with smell. And to me, this is like, how is this going to work? Because we have so many people with so many different allergies and things like that.
1: Yeah, I don't think this is a go. I think you just have to allow people to live in an unscented world and then go to their homes and scent their homes the way they want to. Not Everything's not universal. I feel like a lot of scents are polarizing.
2: Yeah. And it doesn't, even if it's like lavender, some people don't like lavender, even if that's relaxing. And then what if you really relax by lavender and now I'm not as productive at work because I'm over here chilling with the
1: lavender. Yeah. Aromatherapy is a thing. Like it is a thing, but it's not a thing for everyone.
2: Yeah. I'm also at a hotel. It makes sense to me because you then tie the scent to the hotel and it could remind you of vacation and you have a choice to go there. If you don't like the scent, you're not going to stay at the Ritz-Carlton because you don't like the scent, but like work, you don't have a choice. So to me, I was like, this is interesting. I love a scent, but I don't know if this is going to take off. I'm not sure this is the way you get workers back to work.
1: I don't think it's going to go, but Godspeed. I mean, I think about Abercrombie and Fitch. You can smell that thing (laughs) two blocks away. You're like, Abercrombie's coming up. The way they pump this, I don't know how anyone even goes in there. It's not even a diffuser. The doors open and it comes out at you at like a blast. They must be walking around like, shh, 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 shh. I, I like, I don't understand. Like, I can't, my my head hurts just thinking about it.
2: And that's not even just like a lovely aromatherapy light scent. That is a full-on complex. I guess they spray the, the cologne and the perfume. I got to look into that. But yeah, retail's one thing. It's branding. I don't need to brand my corporate office.
1: Exactly. Although, I mean, Cosmo did have a, fragrance at one point called Juice, but we weren't scenting the office with it. But I do think that brands could lean into having a signature scent. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I don't think that it needs to be sprayed within the headquarters. I mean,
2: Le Labo, Santal 33 started out as a signature scent for a hotel here in New York City. So like we know it's wanted, but corporate? I don't know. We'll see. I'll link to the story in case anybody wants to read about it. Or perhaps you're a CEO and you want to scent your own office after Julie and I have dissuaded you. We shall see.
1: After we told you don't do it. <laughs> we told you don't do
2: it. I mean, these are two fragrance lovers telling you maybe not here. Maybe not here. Some things need a break. Okay. It is everybody's favorite time of year, Girl Scout cookie time here in the United States states.
1: Do you like the Girl Scout cookies? What's your favorite uh, cookie? Yes. Caramel Delights. <gasps> really? Well, it depend on, depending on where you are, it's either Caramel Delights or Samoas. There's like different names for different regions. I grew- apparently. When I
2: grew up, I thought they changed it because of just
1: the Samoa. Yeah. So I guess Caramel Delights. Let's go with Caramel Delights. I like Caramel Delights. But to me, I grew up with Samoas, but yeah. Caramel Delights, Tagalongs, coconut, the coconut chocolate and caramel are Caramel Delights. Yeah, no, that's not my cookie. Oh, and then the Thin Mints. That's my cookie. From the freezer. Of course, everybody knows. (laughs) Of
2: course. Okay.
1: That is the way to do it. Just making sure. Well, the reason I bring it up is
2: because we saw this last year. Girl Scouts did a collaboration with the cosmetics company Hip Dot. This year, I've already seen two beauty collaborations from the Girl Scouts here in the United States. Native Body Washes is doing scents and things inspired by Girl Scout cookies. Caramel Delight, of course, like Caramelly and the mint one. Now, Hard Candy just today launched at Walmart, a Walmart exclusive Girl Scouts makeup collection. And there's a primer and there's all of this stuff. I'm curious. Wait, wait were you ever in Girl Scouts? I was. You were? Me too. Yeah. You got, you got some badges? I was like a daisy. I was a brownie. I was... Oh, you. of course you did. Of course you did. This is your overachieverness.
1: I see it already. I didn't, like, graduate out of it, but I did it. There are core memories in my past of
2: yeah, so when I was a Girl things. Scout, our badges were based on, like, making a fire.
1: Tying <laughs> knots. <out>
2: nature, <laughs> tying knots,
1: sewing. Bandaging someone up if they get, like, a cut or oh, something. Oh, yeah,
2: first aid, for sure. These days, they're much more, I guess they've gotten with the times, and there's things like photography, video editing. Like, make a real Software. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, here's how you make a real. You laugh, but... It, is there an influencer patch? Oh, my patch? God. Is what I need to know.
2: The thing is, one in three 11 year old girls, I just read this, says that their ideal career is as an
1: influencer.
2: So here's my question
1: They're making more money than I am. Like, I just
2: think. think, Okay, but uh, if 33% of the population is influencers, who are they influencing?
1: (laughs) One out of three people. It's like there's no one left to be influenced. It's wild that that's like an actual profession that people think of. And I get that it is. It is work. But what happened to doctors, lawyers, teachers? You are going where I
2: want to go with this. The Girl Scouts are now promoting makeup, right? So to me, it feels like, are they trying to meet girls where they are because they know that girls love making videos and going to Sephora and buying all the skincare and making reels? It's the real making badge. It's the, it's the TikTok making badge. Are they meeting them where they are and staying relevant? Or is this like, ick, they're pushing cosmetics on girls?
1: Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, it's a hard... I'm not looking to you, to... <laughs> but, like, you see where I'm coming from, right? I get that you have to, like, change with the times, right? Like, you have to, to your point, meet them where they are. And you have to keep the organization going. And, like, you're only going to do that if you stay relevant, right? And they know that this is where these girls are. I just hope that they're using the money that is raised or, like, the profits that come from these products in ways that also pour into the development of them doing other things other than making reels.
2: Yeah. And learning how to bandage things. I also have to point out, clearly there's a nostalgia factor because not everybody buying these products is currently a Girl Scout. It's also for women like you and I who remember fondly the scent of a Caramel Delight or a Thin Mint and would love to have a deodorant that smells like that or a face primer that's minty, which is the hard candy one. But I just wanted to see what you thought on that. And with that, I was nervous to do this because we have our set things that we do on Fat Mascara, and Science Corner with Jen is one of them. But in Jess's absence, I've come up with a new corner, and I was like, who better than Julie to go there with me? It's Legal Corner. Do you want to go to Legal Corner? Let's go. Should I put on
1: my glasses? Okay.
2: Okay. So in Legal Corner, let's talk about the National Advertising Division of the Better Business Bureau. Everybody knows the Better Business Bureau here in the U.S. But the National Advertising Division, let's just call them NAD, they independently evaluate the truth and accuracy of national advertising. So it's not a government agency, but they issue rulings that are not legally binding, but that companies and consumers can use to have more faith in advertising. So it's a complete... It's like me for... Yeah, but it's also like a mediate – they play mediators, right? Because if if a company has a challenge about another company's ad, they will be the ones to sort of mediate it, even though it's not legally binding. So I – have been watching because there was a new challenge issued by Unilever, which makes soaps and deodorants, to this other company, Dr. Squatch, that makes soaps and deodorants. And the ruling just came out. And I think this has like implications for the rest of us. I thought it was really interesting. Basically, Unilever was saying the language you're using around clean and natural is misleading to consumers. And this is something that beauty editors like you and I have been talking about for years, that It doesn't necessarily mean anything. There's no legal definition of those words. So here's the language that was thought to be problematic that they then brought to the NAD to see what the NAD said on it. They used, the Dr. Squatch was the company, they used the the tagline and the wording, quote, no harmful ingredients, quote, we never use harmful ingredients or harsh chemicals, and quote, (laughs) this one's funny, this is for deodorant, blocks out BO without harsh chemicals. The NAD said, not problematic. And I get that, that you can say there's no harmful chemicals in here, but here's the messaging that the NAD said should be removed because it is confusing and problematic. First of all, they were using a, you know, a no-no list, right? Like certain clean brands have a no-no list. Dr. Squatch called there's a shit list, fine, but they put a skull and crossbones next to it. So the NAD determined that the imagery, especially in the context of this shit list, quote, conveys a message that the ingredients listed, which include non-chemical and non-harmful ingredients, actually are harmful. I, as a consumer, would think that if I saw a skull and crossbones, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah. I'd be like, that's poison. They're actually negating what they're trying to say.
2: Well, they're saying we don't use the poison, and that implies that any other brand that uses an ingredient on their no-no list is using poison in their products. Got it. So that's not that they're saying, no, that's not good. Here's another piece of language that they did not like. Quote, for generations, traditional mass market brands have been avoiding using natural ingredients in personal care products to make production cheaper and faster. This was in like a marketing message from Dr. Squatch. NAD determined that Dr. Squatch did not provide a reasonable basis for this claim and should stop using that wording. I was like, that was a ballsy marketing
1: claim. It was. Wow.
2: They were trying to start something. That's like shots fired. It's interesting because I think a lot of quote unquote clean beauty brands use a softer version of this kind of language. They don't say that other products are harmful, but they kind of want you to think that because it makes their products look better.
1: But they just came out and said it.
2: Right. But this shows you that there's a lot of wiggle room for how this wording goes. And I feel like this might have implications because other brands will be less likely to imply that traditional products are causing harm. Come on, you've been in a death side with a founder oh, yeah. who's like, I don't use that because it causes cancer. And you're like, I'm just going to let her say it because I don't, you don't have a, oh, I'm going to ask her for a study. And then you go and look up later and you're like, where, where does she get this from? That's thing. you know, there's no proof. So this could have implications. Here's the last one Dr. Squatch was using in their marketing message. They said, quote, I'm never going back to aluminum deodorant again. No aluminum, triclosan, or phthalates. Can't go back to that other junk. It was like a consumer quote that they were using in their marketing message. And so the NAD determined as there was no evidence in the record that conventional deodorants made by any other brands contain triclosan or phthalates or that these ingredients are harmful. You can't say that because the minute you tell people it doesn't contain this harm, like, you, then they assume that the other one is harmful.
1: Look, they asked for this fight. Dr. Squatch did by using Yeah, his... Do- Dr. Squatch, they want all the smoke. Shots fired. Shots fired. They want all the smoke. Then you can't be mad when a Unilever comes after you. You can't be out here being like pointing fingers, and then the people that you're pointing the fingers at come out and like, what's up? Knock if you buck."
2: Yeah, but as Unilever being probably one of the biggest companies that make soaps and deodorants, of course, we're the one to issue the challenge. So I do think there's got to be some like little feud going on behind the scenes because Unilever has also issued challenges for their other product called Jukebox, which is like a feminine facing soap brand. And I was like, Unilever's mad. But because they don't have recourse, because there's no legal definition of this, they went through this Better Business Bureau,
1: but this could result in that they're like we're investigating whether we have a case here, and then we can go to our high-powered lawyers once we get these uh-huh. people to tell us a chain we, of evidence we, we, showing right that we have some legs to stand on. If they're saying yeah, they're kind of they're fucking up over here, then Unilever can then say word up get the lawyers, (laughs) round them up, (laughs) round up the lawyers. And we'll actually bring a case for this. We'll see. In
2: other countries, it's handled differently as well. There's like advertising boards that have to look at the claims. And I know Britain really checks in on what is said in ads, but because we don't have that, this is the way it's done. And I just thought it was really interesting because I think some of the language is problematic because it makes you scared about traditional products. So yeah, I will link to there hasn't been a lot of stories on this, but I will link to the ruling. They called it a ruling because, as I said, it wasn't legally binding. in case anybody wants to check that out. OK, that was our first legal corner and you were here for it. So thank you for that. And that is the end of our news. And we're going to go raise some wands.
0: Yay!
2: Of that, but once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at Ritual.com slash Mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's Ritual.com slash Mascara for 25% off. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. I love beauty, so I am willing to experiment when it comes to say makeup or new lip color. But with hair care, if I find something that actually works, I do not need to mess around and keep trying other things. For me, lately that's been Vegamore, a line designed to make your hair and scalp visibly healthier. Jess and I started using Vegamore about 10 months ago now. I've been using the Grow Serum, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, but my hair is growing faster than ever. It's not just growing longer, it's thicker too. Like people have been noticing and telling me how great it looks. I'm not gonna lie i kind of love when people notice my hair i use the vegamore grow hair serum and their revitalizing shampoo and conditioner but i have to mention that you should not sleep on their dry shampoo it's great for in between wash days but it doesn't build up like some other dry shampoos and it smells really good too if you get one of vegamore's value kits like the grow essentials kit or the everyday kit which actually has the dry shampoo i was talking about you can try more than one amazing product at a great savings And when you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save even more and you never run low on the products you need to take care of your hair. If you want gorgeous, healthy hair, the key is consistency and Vegamore makes it easy. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how good this stuff is. Give your hair the power of the little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, Fat Mascara listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash fat mascara and using the code fat mascara at checkout. That's vegamore, V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash fat mascara, code fat mascara to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R vegamore.com slash fat mascara, code fat mascara. Okay, it is time to raise a wand. And as you all know, last week we had on Emily Sundberg, and she gave her homework to the audience. She wanted trinkety items and New York independent beauty shops. Okay, and of course, our family came through. Here's Molly.
3: Hi, this is Molly, and I'm calling about Emily Sunberg's request on the latest episode. So my favorite independent beauty store in New York is not actually sure how you pronounce it, but it's spelled o 35 MM, so maybe oo 35 millimeter, but it's all K-beauty. I mostly shop skincare when I'm there, but everyone that works there is super knowledgeable, and I always get great product recommendations, and it's just a cozy little shop tucked away in Chinatown, and I really enjoy spending time there. As far as trinkety lip glosses, my first thought was the Isamaya Lip Black. It is a lipstick for a lip gloss in a tube, but it has these fun little like industrial piercings on it, on the tube, which has been on my list forever to get because of that. Because I just want to like play around with that little extra fidgety element on my lip gloss. So I hope that helps. Thanks so much for the pod.
2: Okay. Thank you, Molly. You gave both answers to Emily. That was great. The store she's talking about, by the way, also has an online portal if you want to check it out, and it's 0035 Millimeter is how they say the name of the store. But anyway, she came through, answered the homework. I also have an answer for the homework for Emily of a Trinkety Beauty item. Have you ever seen this line, Julie, Lisa Hoffman fragrances? It's Dustin Hoffman's wife. No. Okay, it came out a while ago, and I'm obsessed with this line, but it's not really big or popular. But she makes fragrance jewelry, and it is so cool. What? And there's little fragrance. So they're based on Victorian. Back in the day, in the Victorian times, when people wore jewels out before sunset, that was very not mm-hmm. classy. So they would put like a little cage over the diamond, so you couldn't see it. And then when the sun went down, they'd take off the cage, and what? and the diamond would. It was like very. It's so Victorian. Are you kidding me? Rich people yes. would like. I don't need just jewelry. I need jewelry for my jewelry. So based on those designs, though, she made these cages, jewelry cages. But instead of another diamond inside, it's these fragrance pearls, like almost like a potpourri pearl fragrance.
1: Know who does this too? Diptyque. Oh, they do a, like a, like a jewel? A a brooch with this little ceramic disc in it that you put, like you spray your fragrance on and put it on. So as you're walking through the day, the brooch has like holes in it. It's like eyelet and like it smells. And they also have these amazing scented strings, like bracelets with a little clasp, like this hard metal clasp. But when you pull it out, it's already scented, the string.
2: No, that's good. Look at all the homework.
1: They're they're giving trinkets left and right. So between
2: the teak, then Lisa Hoffman, which I'll link to because the jewelry is really cool looking and then just happens to be inside. There's these fragrance things. And what our listener said, I hope that solves Emily's homework. What about you, Julie? What can we help you with? What can the fam help you find? Because they will call in and they will have ideas.
1: I know it's hard because, as you know, we get all the things. And so I feel like I always have a solution to everything. But I have been really on a hunt for like the perfect mineral or physical sunscreen with obviously a darker skin tone. Mineral sunscreens are mm-hmm. super hard with the zinc to actually blend into skin tone. So I would love if there's anyone out there that's found a mineral sunscreen that is just amazing and works on all. Like skin tones. skin
2: tones. Yeah. Call us if you can think of one. So it's got to be titanium dioxide or zinc oxide. Those are the physical sunscreens. Sheer, feel good, all the good things. Yeah. The number is 646-481-8182. Or email us if you have a little voice memo and want to tell Julie what your favorite sunscreen is. Email us at info at fatmascara.com. I might have one for you next week. So now you're going to have to listen to the next episode too. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, it's time for you and I to raise a wand. So... I know you love a fragrance, but do you love a candle? I want to know if you have a favorite candle.
1: I have no less than 50 candles in my house. Okay. They're
2: not all open. (laughs) You get one raise of wands. This is the challenge. What candle would you raise
1: the wand to right now? It is one of those items that we get as editors a lot is candles. And so I always have a candle to bring to a housewarming or to give to a friend. But the candles, I actually, one of the candles that I really, really love, it is a company called Sanctuary. Oh, okay. This is new to me. Yes. They are a Black-owned, amazing company. And they have a whole line of candles based on historical Black beaches in the United States. And they have one called Where do you go with your family every year? I know you Martha's have this vineyard. Yeah, I wear her around my neck. Uh charm of the island. But we they have these amazing candles and one is Inkwell Beach. So, which is like the historical black beach in Martha's Vineyard. And so I love that one because it reminds me of my happy place. Yeah, what a nice story. Yeah, so I like burn her because I wish I was up there more. But when we're not up there, I have my sanctuary candle. What does it smell like? Is it like a beachy fragrance oh god I'm so bad at describing scents but it is it's like powdery I'm back to my powder a little bit of floral and it's just clean again it just smells like the ocean fresh salt in the air and it's just like I don't I don't know but it smells like home it is our second home it is our happy place so I definitely I've burned down two already I need to get another one This is raise a wand. This is what I needed. This is raise a wand worthy. If you've been through two as a
2: beauty editor, you keep buying. That's a good one.
1: I actually spend my own money and they sent me, they sent me my first one and I'm like, I am buying, I'm pouring into this company because I just love it so much.
2: Okay. And then anything else you want to raise a wand to, be it a beauty product, TV, book, show, whatever.
1: I do have a book for you. Yes. One of my good friends, Kendra Bracken Ferguson, who is the founder of Brain Trust Fund and founder studio, who is also one of the founders of DBA. If, if anyone out there that knows good old fashioned DBA, the first influencer talent agency, she's just like this amazing boss woman. She just published a book called The Beauty of Success, Start, Grow and Accelerate Your Beauty Brand. And she talks to all of these beauty founders and talks to them about their trajectories like how they started their companies pitfalls how they work through them all of the things so it's like very interesting especially for folks that are in beauty because we know a lot of the people that she talks to but it also inspires you if you ever had in your mind of like coming up with a product or launching a brand it kind of inspires and like fosters that kind of dream inside of you. And if you don't ever do it, it's still nice to read about these amazing people who have realized that dream.
2: Oh, good. Raise of wands. Yeah. Sam, mine's going to sound selfish. You just gave to the people with that suggestion. And I'm over here raising a wand to Unique Low Heat Tech leggings. (laughs)
1: They're great. I have a pair. So.
2: Thank you. So it is that time of year here in New York City where, like, I'm just constantly cold. Jess called me out recently. She's like, you have poor circulation. Maybe I do. I don't know. I'm always cold. And I had one pair of the Unique Low Heat Tech leggings and long sleeve shirt. And it was like, I would wear it. And then I'd be like, oh, no. And now it's in the hamper and I don't have it. And I was like, what am I doing? I need to have enough for every weekday.
1: More. More. Abundance. I
2: need, I need to treat this like back in the day in the old timeies. they probably had long underwear every day, right?
1: Yes. It wasn't just special occasion long underwear. And Jen, you deserve like lead into
2: it. So I deserve because it's nineteen dollars. The top's nineteen, the bottom's yes. nineteen. And they are so thin and sheer that you feel like you're just wearing like it's very silky, yes. even though it's a like, it wicks away moisture. They're so good. But yet you're warm, right? And you can wear it under yes. anything else without feeling like you're wearing big, bulky, weird. Absolutely.
1: They're so good. I'm glad you you're more.
2: seconding it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners who are like, oh girl, get some more. We love them. That is like one of their most iconic items at that store.
2: I know, but I never thought in my mind until this winter to have five sets of them so that if it's a really cold week, my little Heiney gets the heat tech every day of the week cuz doesn't it deserve Warm, that that Heine. she deserves or you can sleep in it you can get your beauty sleep cuz like that yes. would be a nice thing to sleep in and be all cuddly yeah i don't know
1: if your if hubby would like really like that but oh it's super sexy julie let me tell
2: you. I'm like <laughs> sheathed in heat tech from like the my ex- husband
1: definitely knows when it's not <laughs> going to be sexy time when i'm like when you put on the long underwear. When I put on the long underwear. I also – have you heard about this whole Luften thing? This, like, what they do in like, Germany or whatever, where they, like, open the windows and make the room really cold. An hour before you go to bed, you go to your room, open all the windows, make it really cold, like, in the wintertime, leave yeah. the room. And then when you come in, it's extra cold. Close the window. And then you get into the bed and, like, are all snuggly. My husband hates it. And I'm, like, every night, I'm, like, Luften. I'm, like, I love I it. I didn't –
2: I should know this because my stepson lives in Germany and I didn't, but this is funny because maybe, because I I kind of do the same thing in that people are appalled. I turn the thermostat down to 60, even in the winter when like I'm sleeping because I want to be cozy underneath in the- heat tech but the air around me really cold that helps me get my beauty sleep
1: exactly and it's actually really good for you every night he'll like we'll walk into after watching television and like kind of dozing off on the couch and we'll walk in he's like it's so cold and i'm like lufton lufton night is also not sexy night lufton night is lufton night yes but i'm like (laughs) i'm gonna be real underneath you like let's cozy up underneath the the bed anyway this is why you need more tech I need more tech. And
2: if it helps you get your beauty sleep, fine, because that's what we're going to do. We're going to go get our beauty sleep. We'll see everybody on Friday for our interview episode. And thank you, Julie Wilson, for being my guest co-host.
1: Thank you for having me. I love this. I love you. I love Fat Mascara.
2: We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com.
3: We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a
2: Razor One product review you or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646 481 8182. Thanks so much for listening.
0: This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay.